0: on today's episode of the main man podcast we'll be talking with kelly chesnick of the wells fargo home mortgage company here in annapolis kelly is a great friend of mine and i've known her for a very long time and i know that she does great work and uh i know that she is going to be able to help a lot of our listeners who are first-time home buyers and existing homeowners in the uh the next steps of getting lending for their next home Hey Kelly, thank you for joining us today. How are you?
1: Hi Rob, how are you? Thanks for having um, me.
0: Um, welcome to the Main Man Podcast. This is uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, I know folks are very interested in learning about the mortgage industry and what they need to know as first-time home buyers and as you know, existing home buyers who are looking to move up. So, everyone, Kelly Chesnick with Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Uh, Kelly, you, the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I obviously want to say thank you to, to you. Um, I know we've known each other for some time now. We go way back to um, some soccer days. Uh, yes. But, yes, we do. Yeah, I've gotten to know you and respect you for your hard work and your loyalty to your clients. So I would highly recommend Rob for anyone that is looking to sell a home or purchase a new one. He's, he's definitely going to have your best interest at hands and uh, really take care of you. So
0: thank um, you. You're too kind.
1: Yeah, no problem. Well, as Rob mentioned, um, I am Kelly Chesnick, and my MMLSR ID number is 448446. I want to go ahead and stay compliant there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that, that don't know, that is the Nationwide Mortgage License System and Registry, and every loan originator has an ID. So. Beware, there's a lot of fraud going out there, um, going on out there in this world. So we got to all be careful and make sure that uh, if you are speaking with a lender or broker, that they do provide you with that originator ID. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Kelly.
0: So how did you get into the mortgage industry? What What brought you to this world?
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's been a long time coming. I guess almost 13 years now in the uh. mortgage industry after I graduated from university of virginia back in 06 came straight into the mor- mortgage world and um originally working for a broker with at first mariner and um 2009 made my switch over to wells fargo uh here locally in annapolis and uh been here ever since extremely happy um great company great backing a lot of great programs and products very competitive rates and uh can't see myself moving at this point. It's just, um, it's been great. Helped a lot of clients and a lot of homeowners over the years and um very happy. So uh, yep.
0: that's great. Um, well, that's, you know, you're, you, you've always been the, uh, the ray of, of, shy, of, of sunshine when, you know, we played soccer and going, <laughs> going to that point, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you played at Virginia. Did you not?
1: I did. I played soccer at Virginia. Yep.
0: That's awesome. So, Midfield, forward.
1: Midfield, midfielder, center mid.
0: Awesome. Good deal. So (laughs) being being the the call the fellow college athlete, I you know, we know the game, we work hard, we we do our best for our team. And that's that's really what, you know, when we get into the real estate mortgage, title insurance, all that stuff, you know, it's that team mentality that I think ultimately uh a lot of people need to make sure that the transaction goes smoothly. So Absolutely, that's 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 a great thing to have. um, I think, and you also have three
1: kids now. Three kids. Wow. My oldest actually just turned three last week. Middle turned two last week, and uh, seven month old. So. Oh, are that's, very busy. That
0: is great. Well, that's good. As and, you know, they got to keep you on your toes, but honestly, it, you you are able to juggle so much, and that and that's I think a, a a result of being a a student athlete and just being a great team member, and ultimately just being a hard worker in, in general. So, well, cool. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. I've got uh, I've got some questions for you. We're gonna start off with the first time home buyers because ultimately, I think that's who you know are going to be wanting to listen um you know right now they they're looking at buying and, and is this the right time and, and what I would tell them is go talk to a mortgage professional so i'm going to i'm going to send them on to you or i'm going to send them on to somebody at, uh, you know any other mortgage company because ultimately i think at least for me uh getting multiple perspectives on what is available to them i think is the best option um albeit you know whether it's you prosperity mortgage or or you know northwestern whoever i think ultimately you know getting the insight uh and get and just just being able to see the different the different uh yeah. facets of the world you know so that's really cool so i guess to start off what are some basic things that first-time home buyers should be aware of um you know getting into this what should they know
1: sure Sure. I mean, I think the biggest thing is for first time homebuyers is to just get educated. Like you said, there's a lot that goes into this whole process. And I think that, you know, we all wish that in high school or in college, there was a mortgage 101 or a home buying 101 class. Because I think a lot of people just don't know that, you know, what you did. Oh. Going to fact.
0: Thank uh, you. Think you just cut out you cut out a little bit. What was that? What were you saying? I'm sorry about that.
1: Sorry. Uh somewhere got a little blank in there. Are you there, Rob? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Not a problem. Going in and out. But um, yeah, like I said, I I wish that there was some type of mortgage one oh one or finance high school or college, because I think a lot of people don't realize and understand that what you do. Then as far as credit cards and savings right. will really affect you down the road. Um, so, you know, like I said, the, the biggest thing for me is just to educate the homebuyer, first-time homebuyer specifically, and let them know kind of how the whole process is going to go. Um, start to finish, just being completely transparent and letting them know what an underwriter is going to want to see as far as their overall profile.
0: So what are some things that they may be looking at, you know, budget, credit scores, are those, you know, obviously those are, those are major pieces, but, you know, I guess what, to that effect, what, what are they going to be looking for?
1: Sure. So typically in my initial conversations, we'll run through a lot of the basics. We'll go over what their total gross income looks like, what their total monthly debts look like. We'll look at how much money they've saved um, and what they think that their credit profile looks like. I kind of do a, mini application before we do a full blown credit check and application just to talk to them about what's going on with their total profile Um, and then kind of discuss a little bit about okay this is what an underwriter is going to want this is what an underwriter is going to look at as far as your profile goes so there may be objections as far as uh, I just started a new job last week or I'm self-employed and of course, every transaction is different, and every client profile is different, um, and you know it's my job to educate them on what is available based off of their needs.
0: Very cool. So, so basically, don't go and max out all your credit cards before you go buy a home. Is definitely <laughs> something that I would tell all of my clients, and then I would tell them to go talk to you, Kelly, and be like, Hey, listen. Let's, uh, let's get them squared <laughs> away.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, don't, don't go buy the furniture before we're uh, clear to close. So that's, that's a big one. Yes.
0: For, yes.
1: For, for clients. So, so
0: I guess, um, what should they be prepared for? Should they, I mean, like, I, obviously these guys are going to walk into it and they're going to be like, whoa, whoa. Sure. You know, like you're looking at my credit. Like what's going on? Like, oh God, they're going right. to hurt my credit score. Oh no, oh, no. Sure.
1: Sure. So, so I would first I'll say that everyone needs to be prepared for a credit check. And the biggest thing that I think that especially first time home buyers don't understand is that a mortgage credit check is different than an auto credit score check or a score your banking institution gives you. I know lately, I know I even have it on my Wells Fargo app where you can just kind of click, oh, what's my FOCO score? Well, that's not really your mortgage credit score. So, Typically, if I have a client that's concerned or just not really too sure, I'll typically direct them to Mm freeannualcreditreport.com to see what their scores look like before taking them down that path. Um, You know, things may pop up as far as uh, different things on the credit report, like a medical collection that they weren't aware of or an old phone bill from college that was never paid. Um, and and really going on there and checking the free annual credit report.com will, will give you a good idea of what is showing up and what would pop up on a mortgage credit check.
0: That's great. So what I'll do is on the, on the podcast notes, what I'll do is I'll add some links to those, you know, free annual credit checks sites so that they have access to them. So that way they can do that themselves and know, and and get that, get ahead of the game for you. Um, so what are some frequently asked questions that first time home buyers have uh, or at least should they ask of their potential lender
1: um, I think that the the biggest questions are going to be what are my down payment requirements um, you know a lot of times you'll have a young couple that's just starting out or um, uh, again another another young person that's looking to purchase a new home is living with mom and dad want to get out from underneath of that well how much how much money do I need I think that's probably the biggest thing um, I think, you know, coming together with that is really the myth out there of, Oh, well, I have to have 20% down right. on a home. I think that a lot of people believe or or just kind of have that notion that, that you're required to have 20% down. Well, that's just not true. Um, yes. Has the mortgage industry tightened up and we've been through the crisis and back. Um, but there's definitely some leeway with things. Um, there's definitely opportunities and programs where you can put less money down, and so I think that's probably one of the biggest discussions I have with the first-time home buyers. Right,
0: and I think that 20% comes from basically when you you have uh, PMI, uh, mortgage, basically yeah. mortgage insurance, uh, basically right. guaranteeing the mortgage should you you know should the should the borrower default. Correct. Exactly. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So and that and that. PMI does go away at 20%, correct?
1: It does. It does. It can drop off. Um, you know, we do have um, as little as no money down with a VA loan or a USDA loan. Um, I think most commonly I do the Wells Fargo 3% down program. Um, and it, it, it's a really, really good conventional loan program for first time buyers. For instance, you can get into a home for a home price for $300,000 for nine grand down, have oh. the seller pay for the closing costs and um, get into the home with, with that money, just about 9000 for a $300,000 home. Oh. Um, now that money can also be gifted from a family member. So that is also something that I think a lot of clients are not aware of, that the money can be gifted. Uh, we just need to document it and show the transfer of the funds.
0: Okay, that's great. Well, that's good to know. I mean, because I I know that a lot of you know first time home buyers. You're right. They they're coming out of college. They've got that first job. They've been saving some money. But man, that nine grand that's a big hit. So, being able to kind of talk to your mom, dad, uncle, grandmother, grandfather, you know, to be able to hey, be like, hey, this is a great step towards my my financial future, building my equity and building that that really strong financial foundation um, so that, you know, I can have a, you know, a family that, you know, has a home to live in and stuff like that. That's a great, that's a good, that's a good piece. So, well, so what other programs are out? You said the 3%, you know, have the Wells Fargo 3% down, but are there other programs for first time home buyers in Maryland?
1: There are, there's are some other CDA um, programs where you can get your employer to help um, it's very specific to certain employers where they'll help to um, provide money for down payment. Um, we're not seeing a lot of that right now. Um, I will say that more popular has been um, a rural development loan. Um, not as much, obviously, in the Annapolis area, but mm-hmm. the surrounding um, Rural areas, there is 100% financing with no mortgage insurance. Um, you have to meet the requirements, just like any other Maryland mortgage program where there's income limits and asset restrictions. Um, but there's definitely ways to get into a home. And I think really the biggest thing that I hope that people can take from this is that it's just worth a conversation. Right. It's worth, you know, having a free consultation with the mortgage consultant, the mortgage professional, and saying, hey, this is what. I have right now. And this is what I want to do. How can I get there? And really, that's my, my goals. And what my job is, is is to help everyone to eventually achieve home ownership. So um, like I said, it's it's worth the phone call to just talk it over, say what you need to do. And maybe it's not right now. Maybe it's not the next 30, 60, 90 days. Maybe it's a year, two years from now, but I'll be here to help and educate and uh, let you know what's available and the different programs available That's
0: awesome Now say you say you do have someone that calls in and their credits kind of not the greatest, you know, it's, it's, you know, low 600s. It's, you know, maybe, maybe they've got some, some, you know, uh, items on their, on their history that, you know, like you said, it's a, uh, they have a medical bill that maybe they didn't know didn't get paid or something along those lines. Um, do you, do you, or does, do you, are there programs available that offer kind of like a credit repair, um, you know, help to kind of help them work towards that credit repair or, you know, or do you just help to provide that guidance?
1: Right. I think the biggest thing is just the guidance at that point and letting them know kind of why their credit scores are what they are mm-hmm. or viewing it. Like you said, if there's any collections, um, talking to them about getting that satisfied or going into possible repayments.
0: Nope. I think we lost you, lost you a little bit there. Are you there? Uh, I can hear you now.
1: <laughs> um, again, just, um, talking to the clients and and educating them based off of what the credit report looks like. If there is a collection, just talking to them about getting in contact with that uh, collection agency, getting into repayment, or just reviewing the overall um, uh, profile of the credit report. So in in some instances, what clients don't realize is the the credit to the high limit. so, for instance, if the clients have an installment loan with a limit of twenty thousand, they have nineteen thousand dollars out on it. That's going to really hurt their scores. So, possibly paying those down or asking for a credit limit could really help to boost the scores up. So, just little things like that that I can kind of help with and educate them based off of the, any report that I look at. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I do that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's cool. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, one of those things, you know, you've got to balance the, your debt to income, debt to income ratio so that it, it works out for you. So that's, that's, that, that's good that you're able to provide that type of guidance for, for your clients, which is great. So moving on, let's, you know, we've gotten to the point where they're, they've got, you they've done the credit history, everything checks out. Um, are you, you, I guess at this point, we're at the point of pre-qualification. So they're yeah. determining what your maximum amount available to borrow, correct?
1: Yes. Yep, exactly. So they decide that they want to go ahead and get an application completed. We'll get a credit check completed and we will, you know, look at documentation as far as what their gross income is and their total debt. And we're going to make sure that that percentage is typically below 45%. Your gross monthly income divided by your, total monthly liabilities including the new mortgage payment need to be below 45 percent for the most part Uh, there are some exceptions here or there um, but really that's kind of the targeted number that you want to shoot for um, to be able to stay within qualifying limits okay
0: very cool now when you get that pre-qualification um are you obviously with mortgage rates doing what they're going to be doing over the next couple months um, how does that all play
1: out? Sure. So when the client does the application um, and we run it through our decision engine and it shoots out a pre-approval letter, it says, congratulations, you've been approved for $300,000 purchase price. Um, obviously, that's going to change property to property. So it's really important when a home buyer uh, goes to look at a home and let's say it's 300000 that they look at all of the details of the property. And obviously this is a lot where your realtor comes into play and where Rob would come into play to say, Hey, let's, let's watch out for this property over here because this condo has a $400 uh, monthly payment for HOA. So this might put you over your limits of how much you can afford right. on a home. So it's important to work with the realtor, work with the lender to discuss the specific properties and what the payment would go to and adjust to depending on that specific property.
0: Very cool. Now, I guess, are you able to lock in your rate or is it more, you kind of, when you, but when you make, when you get to the point of, putting an offer in. Is that when the rate gets locked in?
1: Right. So you actually cannot lock in an interest rate until you have a ratified sales contract. Mm-hmm. So you need to have the full property address and a contract signed uh, by both parties agreeing to a price. Um, and at that point you can lock in the interest rate. Um, right now we're doing a lot of 45 day interest rate locks kind of gives a cushion for that 30 day closing um, that we can always shoot for. Um, and we also have longer late rate lock, uh, periods with Wells Fargo as well, up to over a year. So another benefit with Wells Fargo, um, we also have a free float down option. So up until 10 days before closing, you can float down your rate at no cost, um, and take advantage of lower rates if that does come available.
0: Well, that's a great opportunity. That's, that's really helpful. So, well, that's cool. Um, now let's just say that they've, they've found a place and, uh, you know, this is, these are first time home buyers and they're, they're handy. They've done, they've done some work, you know, on other, on their rentals that they lived in just to help them out and maybe save some money. What if they're looking at a fixed rep? Are there programs that first time home buyers can, can get into, or are they kind of relegated to a conventional or a two Oh three K, uh, mortgage program?
1: Right. So actually here at Wells Fargo, we've actually gotten out of the renovation lending within the past couple of years, just because the risks that come with it, Mm -hmm. Um, they're higher priced mortgages, higher costs, higher fees, higher rates. And it's really um, a niche program that we've gotten out of. Um, However, with our low down payment options and low down payment programs that we have, as long as the home is livable, most of my clients, I have a specific client right now that I'm, that I'm dealing with, um, you know, where they're putting three or 5% down, keeping the cash free so they can do the work themselves. Um, and then they're turning around and, um, contacting, you know, Wells Fargo to, um, have a new appraised value completed on the home so they can remove the mortgage insurance or what have you um to get that payment back down lower um and that way they have the cash to do the work themselves
0: very cool well that's that is a that is a lot of information i think for first-time home <laughs> buyers i think uh they've got they've probably got 20 minutes of, of absorption to do here and, and i think Uh, That's that's what you've given is an amazing uh, education. So what we're going to do now um, to uh, help our other listeners who are maybe uh, existing homeowners, um, we're going to kind of dive off into that. Um, So. We've got a homeowner, they're looking to they're looking to move up They're you know, they've their house is worth, you know, $300,000 and they're looking at a house that's going to be $500,000. But they've, they know that they've been paying into this, their existing mortgage for 10 years, you know, so they're, you know, they've paid a good portion of it. What should that homeowner know before they start looking at that next home?
1: Right. So again, that's going to be a good opportunity again to speak with myself or a mortgage professional regarding what their, total liabilities look like and what their total liabilities will look like after they purchase the new home. So a lot is going to depend on what their intentions are. Are they going to take their current home and sell it and take the proceeds and put that towards the new home? Or are they going to rent the property? Mm -hmm. Are they going to rent it out to family, friends? Are they going to turn this property into uh, an investment property going forward? So at that point, like I said, I think it's very important for them to speak with a professional to go over the numbers in great detail and what their goals are going forward. Um, but just like a first-time bone buyer, you know, the same options are really out there. They're still your, your low down payment options. there's still your 20% down options, um, as well as, um, you know, the options for um, taking the money from the, from the, sale of the current home to put it towards a new home. Um, They're also going to have to go through the same credit check, the same pre-approval process as a first time home buyer. Very
0: cool. So basically onto that, I guess it it would appear that, you know, they would either need to have some type of income covering their, you know, so if they were to, you know, maybe put an offer in on a home, but they haven't yet sold their, their existing home. um, Do they, do they have to sell their current home before they buy the new
1: one? So, not necessarily, um, but you will need to either one, qualify carrying both the mortgage payment on your current home and the new home if you intend to not sell it before buying the new one, or you will need to have a 12-month lease agreement in place with a first month deposit showing that this property is going to be an investment property. So we do not have to include that total mortgage payment in your debt to income ratios. So it's it's a yes and a no. Um, you know, I, I have a mix of clients that do different things here. Um, a lot of people are deciding they want to rent their current home because why? Their interest rate is so great, they wanna be able to keep that property, hold on to it, and have someone else pay their mortgage. So a lot of my clients are turning their current homes into rentals taking advantage of um, that type of market and that type of extra income, um, especially when they already have the funds elsewhere to put down on the new home. Um, But at the same time, yeah, I have a lot of clients that will do a same-day closing. And by same-day closing, I mean you sell your current residence in the morning, you purchase the new home in the afternoon, you take the equity from the current home, and that goes towards the down payment of the new home.
0: Awesome, lots of moving parts, but it's <laughs>
1: little, little hectic, but it's, uh, very, very common um, when you need those when you need those proceeds.
0: Yeah, no, it's and that's you know that the that, case we're seeing where you know people are putting in contingent offers in there, they're, you know, exactly. and yep. that's that's a good thing. Um so it's um it's it's always nice to be able to work with a lender like yourself that is able to kind of juggle those those plates in the air and keep them spinning so that no ball that none of the plates drop. Right. So so can can the the existing homeowner finance the down payment on the next home if you know they can't come up with that that equity, that that additional equity out of the, the previous, previous home sale or.
1: As far as the, the, the sale of the other home, can they take the, can they tap into the equity? Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can, you can, um, what we would probably look at doing is possibly uh, a line of credit um, or a cash out refinance on the existing home to help toward, Towards the down payment of the new home. Um, for instance, right now I actually have a client that is um purchasing a beach home. And um, so they're purchasing a second residence, very common right now, purchasing a home in, in um in Ocean City, and they've deta- decided to take some of the equity from their current residence here. Um, they're doing a home equity line of credit they've taken, you know, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 cash out, and that's going to go towards a down payment so they can buy their condo at the beach. So there's definitely a lot of options and resources. And again, you know, I would say, and I keep repeating that you need to speak with a mortgage professional and someone that is experienced and someone that can look at your total profile and say, okay, let's be creative here. How can we come up with the money or the funds for the down payment for the closing costs Um, and how can we make it happen and make home ownership achievable?
0: That's, that is awesome. That is, and that is why we work with professionals such as yourself that, that can make these, that help make these deals happen. You know, they, they, they're going to provide their, their insight, their experience and their expertise to kind of keep the ball rolling and, and provide the, the option, the options to to our clients to help them in their next home that's that is awesome so that is great um i I can't thank you enough this is you know a lot of this information i I, you know is not always readily available or it's just it's it's not in a way that that people will understand so i i do truly appreciate you taking the time today to kind of sit down and and talk with me and and be able to provide this uh, this uh Information to our to our listener base because then you know, I know a lot of these people ask me and you know as as a realtor I I, I know enough but I'm I'm not nearly as experienced or 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 as insightful as, as you are when it comes to these things so when I you know I'm glad that we have this opportunity to sit down and talk so I I, I thank you very much Kelly and uh, you know I, I I I suggest that all of my listeners either reach out to Kelly or any of my other lenders that I work with, and I only work with a, a few trusted, you know, gr- you know, few trusted people because, you know, it, it does, it it, it, it takes a little bit of understanding, you know, to, to know who's a good mortgage lender and who actually has their clients, best interest at hand. And I think ultimately when you care about your customers, your clients and care about the family and, and understand what they're going through, um, that allows you to kind of work the hardest for the best deal
1: for them. So, yeah. Yep. I definitely agree with that so. I Couldn't agree more. I think that having their best interests and having trusted partners around you is the most important when going through the whole process, because it can be draining and <sighs> overwhelming for most people. Yes. So having people around you, supporting you and helping you along the way is definitely the way to go. And um, obviously Rob is a, He's a great source for a realtor, and he'll definitely hold your hand along the way. So I appreciate you bringing me in and circling me in to, uh, to help out on this side.
0: Uh, well, I, I'm I'm grateful, and you know, this is this is this is I love. I actually think we'll be talking more in the future uh, on future podcasts because I think there's there's just so much information about just everything that can occur, and, and we want yeah. to talk about little. You know, maybe we want to talk about a little bit of a, a smaller subsect, a niche part of things that. Sure. You know, you're good at, and we can, we'll, we'll hit on that in the next couple of episodes. So sure,
1: absolutely. Well,
0: I appreciate your time. I know you're, you're working hard today and I uh, I do I truly am grateful for uh, the friendship we have. And I'm grateful for the information that you're giving to all to my listeners. So um, for that, I'm going to let this uh, be the end of the episode on first time home buyers and then moving on up. And uh, Kelly, you have a great rest of the day. And we'll, Thank you. We'll talk you to you later.
1: Sounds great. Thanks again, Rob. Take care,
0: Kelly. Bye. Wow. What an amazing podcast and an amazing amount of information that Kelly was able to provide today. So thank you again to Kelly for uh, taking the time out of her busy schedule from helping her clients to... uh, provide some information for you all, and uh, hopefully answer some questions. So, thank you again, guys and girls. This podcast would not exist without the support that you all give me and the rest of us here. So, from me to you, thank you. Have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to you again on Main Man Podcast.